Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody, to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 244. Hard to believe. And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around, bang. Not sure where you ended up, but spin around, find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us are on our own spiritual journey. And that's why we're here. And we're glad that you've joined us. And also, we are on this No Church Answers Tour. And because of that, we still have a one-half-hour TV show called No Church Answers. It's available 24-7 on demand, so you can watch it at any time convenient at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com, their streaming service, their Roku channel, and also at the Man Up Spiritual Oasis dot com youtube channel so if you ever wondered what we looked like and we're a bunch of really nice looking guys and you can go you can go there or you can go to our website which is at man dash up spiritual oasis.com so we are so glad you're here and this is a you know this is man-centered what we do is we take an abf adult bible fellowship or sunday school lesson we put a man spin on it, we update it, and we toss it around among us some regular yet outstanding fellas. And at this point in time, I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. He is a former world-class policy writer, a current professional gambler, and he's healing up nicely, so he'll be back at the table soon. He is the show producer, and we're glad he's back. It's Mr. Steve Titch. How are you, Steve? Hey, Steve. And, hey, that sounded great, he's even one-handed. rubber ball, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A former That's prosecutor good. and attorney, we call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hi, guys. Hey, Mike. Mike, how are you? A corporate trainer, a big deal in talent development, kind of the group theologian. We call him the professor. Robert Koshu is here. Robert. And, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a salesman and, uh, and, and the kind of the director here. And this is going to be a tough lesson for me because it's on humility. And with that, we're, I'm going to go right to our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, and let him open it up. Well, I'm glad you're here, Bill, because I think you're going to bring some great counterpoint to this because you, 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 you posted in your Facebook page. You know, this, you're a, theme, a theme of your, your ABF, the man up, was if you're awesome, say it. Say it. And, and, and I think we, we can talk about that here. Uh, but to start with, James... There's a method to James' writing here, even though sometimes it's hard to see. But in the last few uh, sections we've done, uh, you guys have done. I wasn't here for the last two. Um, but we, he begins them with a rhetorical question. We, we looked at faith and works. And he begins that with, what good if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Uh, we looked at, you guys looked at wisdom last week. And I think we're going to continue that here. He said, who is wise and understanding among you? And then <coughs> he proceeds to answer that. 
Now here he's going to talk about pride and humility, but it's interesting that the question he begins with is, what's, what causes all the fights and quarrels among you, among his congregation or among churches? And he traces that to uh, perhaps boasting, perhaps certainly pride. He identifies pride, and uh, even more than that, he identifies friendship with the world. James, as we've seen so far, is a very much an either-or, black-and-white guy. Uh, he doesn't really allow much middle ground, and maybe that's because he's kind of busting heads in this, in this particular epistle, <coughs> this particular letter. So, but, but I, I want to go later into, you know, should James look at a little bit of gray area and uh, where is it appropriate to be humble and maybe where is it appropriate, certainly, to say you're awesome? Uh, and that is awesome. And uh, Michael Cropper. Yeah, let's think about this whenever Steve was talking. And, and folks, where, where in fact is our desire in the world? Where do we, we look to for fulfillment? And, and in the past, mm -hmm. and, and in fact, uh, when, when Steve said, uh, why, do you, why do you fight among yourselves? We're talking about wars, folks. And we know in the past, there's been war over oil, right? And all of you have been seeing the gas mm -hmm. pumps going up recently, right, in our country. That's which a is sore subject, Mike. Right. <laughs> That's I another podcast. I my truck up, up today. Again, right, <laughs> right uh, Robert. In fact, uh, I think Robert works for an oil company, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> That's the secret. But anyway, no, the, the, the sources of our, our wars have, in fact, been very common to people and, and most of the time it's been it has to do with money oil and and i understand in ukraine there's a lot of oil there where russia seems to be diving into am i correct well it's you? just one it's, it's, it's just a land, land grab on top it's of a land, yeah. you think yeah. it's yeah. a land grab I mean, yeah so property is very very <laughs> valuable too right steve uh, very interesting but anyway uh as, as, as steve has said james gives us wisdom today although it does not appear as wisdom like we've seen in the the last podcast, last podcast was on the, on the word wisdom, but there this this text that Bill will read in a few moments, uh, James four one through twelve, is very loaded with specifics and details, folks. Uh, so you want to listen carefully. God wants us. He says God wants us to have good things. He always has. You look at Adam and Eve. He gave them the Garden of Eden. He wants us to humble ourselves and approach him like our father because that's what he is. And like Bill said, it's hard for, it's hard for a great man to be humble, right? <laughs> <laughs> our inner person, however, is prompted by Satan to ask God for things which fulfill our desires. And when those, those desires take presence over God, they become evil. And that's very important to know. We'll see that in the scriptures. Usually there are things in which, which benefit only us, and they elevate us in the eyes of our own worldly peers or our desires, which we would call evil. For instance, having a great sports car, a big home, a nice stereo, a nice fishing boat, a nice lake home. And, 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 and here, I think, I think Steve said this, folks, if, if you didn't catch this, a lot of it is attitude. The Lord will give you these things. I really believe that. We know Christians would have them, and they are phenomenal Christians. They love the Lord. The question is, is why are you asking for it? What is your motive behind it? And that's, in fact, in one of the scriptures. Anyway, the, the problem with them is they, if you ask them with the wrong idea or the wrong attitude, they grow our ego and our pride. 
which in turn Satan uses for us to forget God and the grace and mercy he has shown us. When we entertain our own desires, we lust and envy the possessions of worldly people, which displaces or crowds out our love for God. James swings a heavy hammer today, and he points out some very detailed consequences to pride, envy, anger, and hatred. And he wisely tells us that these emotions can be prompted by Satan to cause us to do evil deeds. He also tells us a famous phrase which, we'll, which Bill will read on how to deal with Satan. Bill? Excellent. Uh, professor? So, this is... I'm going to go with this as one of the most man of men lessons because guys have a pride problem. And and part of it's because, like Bill says, if you're awesome, say you're awesome. Okay, I'm a firm believer in it. I, I take another take because I grew up in Texas. And one of the famous Texas Ranger quotes is, if you can do it, it ain't bragging. And we work hard at... You know, we talk about a lot. We work hard at our careers. We work hard at our families. We work hard at everything we do so that we can enjoy the thing. Mike, Mike talked about, you know, we you know, we work hard. I want my boat so I can go boating but, on but, the weekend. I, I, but but, but, but it's more but, than that, though. Right, right. No, it is. It you're is. doing it for the sheer joy right. of being competent. Right. Which I, and I'm getting ahead of myself. So which which, which <laughs> there, there's that. But we've also seen where when you get to the point with pride, you start having the fall. Mm-hmm. Because David uh-huh. gets bored and goes and does whatever. You know, I, I think there is lots of layers to uncover here. And Bill's going to read the whole scripture, but I'm going to jump in and read just one sentence. James 4, 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And I'm just going to throw this out there, and I'm going to go ahead and throw the bomb and set it off, and we can have fun talking about it. But I'm betting the people from the prosperity gospel have skipped this verse every (laughs) time. (laughs) Well, that puts a real downer on the conversation. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's lift us back up, Bill. (laughs) And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read. This is James 4, 1 through 12. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us? But he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. 
you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or a sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Podcast 244, we'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org thank you so much for your support and now back to the fellas of man up and welcome back everybody this is man up spiritual voices for men we are talking about humility say you were in a uh, most humble contest judge and say that you won Uh would you wear the and they gave you a pin most humble would you wear it Sure. Well, then you wouldn't be most humble. Oh, that's not true. Yes. Remember, it's the attitude of the heart. You can't look on the outside. <laughs> yeah. For a moment, I'd be most humble. <laughs> then when I put it on. <laughs> Until you start strutting around yeah. with your pin on. That's right. At that I'm point, most you're not humble. most humble anymore. You have to give up your, you have to give up your pin. <laughs> I wear it proudly. <laughs> so, nice. so, so, we, there, there's one thing about this, and, and I think this is – I think it really is it, – it, it's really – it's putting your thoughts into what it's coming from and really thinking through where and what your motivation is to do good. Is it because, – because I, I'm, I'm, I'll say this. Wanting to do a good job so you can make good money to support your family. I think that is a worthy ambition. You know, that, that is a worthy ambition. Wanting to do good so your family can afford to do certain recreational activities. That's a worthy ambition. Wanting to work hard so you can have the biggest house on the block. Eh. You see, I, well, that, I, I'm going to argue because I, 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 I see what you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying, 
that, that there's an attitude, but, but it's almost cutting, splitting hairs. It, it is. And, and it, it is. is. Because, oh, well, I, I'm working. Uh, you see, this is, this is where, where I think it's, it's difficult because we're, we're really we're, we're called on to be our best. Really, and and we are. but I think that I think that is the foremost attitude. Is I, I'm here, no matter what I'm doing, I'm here to be, to, you know, to 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 let God, let let the let the work of the Creator flow through my hands, so to mm-hmm. speak. I think uh, it, it to me it speaks about being authentic, and the authentic authenticity is this. Um, at one time, I was a great racquetball player. And I would bring it up when I was around other racquetball players. My wife could care less that I'm a racquetball player. My neighbors could care less. Other people could care less. If I browbeat them with how good I am about something they could care less about, that is being boastful, trying to bring attention to myself. But conversely, I don't like the people that are, um, how shall we say, uh, inauthentic in the fact that they are overly humble and they want to be recognized for being how humble they are. And some people even take it to the point to where it's even debilitating and has a negative effect, effect on themselves. And I can think of one person in particular, my mother. My mother had talent. She was a chemist. She was a musician. And yet she was such an introvert, she would not allow her stuff to be seen. My dad snuck out some mittens, took them to the fair. And then uh, he grabs my mom, takes her over there and says, hey, Your mom let's made look at this stuff. Right, or my mo- not only did she make them, she helped shear the sheep. She spun mm-hmm. the wool. She organically dyed it. It's called Jacob's uh, coat uh, is what the contest is. And she won a blue ribbon that was bigger than the mittens. <laughs> and when my dad showed it to her, it absolutely lit her up. And it brought out a different part of her. But for years, she had been in that shell. But then, but yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a thing, well, I, I, I would say for, for different reasons, but there's certain, and, and not, to, not to throw shade on this, but this this false and I'm not going to accuse your mom of false humility. I think she was just. A I little think bit she was introverted. She yeah. was very but introverted. Are, no yeah. question about it. The, the idea, but but where I'm going with this, the people you're talking about, false humility, humility is dishonesty. It's it's trying, oh absolutely. Um, and there's in in the Bible, Jesus was God. Now he was humble. I mean, I think here's the model. But he didn't. He never denied who he was. He never, yes. and, and he and he would he would perform miracles when he he performed miracles. Sometimes when he decided to perform miracles, he he he, he never he, said, "Yo, look at this, look yeah, what I'm doing." He never right? he never called he never he went called crazy calling himself. attention to it. Yes, but he never said, "Oh me, uh, how'd that happen?" Oh, he got better. Yeah. How'd that? Yeah. I had nothing well, to do. The, with the it. only the <laughs> only time he didn't actively perform mm-hmm. a miracle, he stopped and said. What just happened? Mm-hmm. Where'd the power go? Yes, you know so, when the woman touched him. So yeah. So but so there's, you know, you look. We, I, we we're, man, we do sports analogies. I I don't think you know. Certainly, you read about Michael Jordan. What a competitor he was. He wanted the ball 
Not because, and, and you look at, there, there are players out there, James Harden, I didn't say anything, who are like, <laughs> who, who like want the ball because they think they're the, they're the best player on the court, when they maybe they're the third, fourth, sixth, eighth, whatever, like you can fill in your own blank. And you got Jordan, who you wanted to give the ball to, you were the guy, or who do you, in the 1990s, who, who, what reliever did you want to come in with the bases loaded and none out? Mariano Rivera, because he was money. And he didn't say, oh man, yeah, I, I, I can't do it. He, give me the ball. And that's, that's I think as, as Christians, we've got to be able to say, these are my God-given gifts. Now we don't have to brag about them, but we shouldn't be afraid we, we shouldn't be afraid to say thank you when somebody acknowledges that. That maybe is the best thing, to simply say thank you, which is an acknowledgement of that, or, um, I, I, or, or say every, at the end of every day, be grateful for that particular talent or capability you have. I think that's good. But uh, it's, do not, I mean, Christians who say we should deny or sit in a corner and not make waves or not call attention to ourselves. I say 90% of success is showing up. <laughs> yep. Oh, I would you know, agree. You know, who can take this assignment? I can. <laughs> that there there's a That's, lot there's nothing to un, that. there's nothing unchristian about acknowledging and understanding what your gifts are and certainly putting them into play. God wants you to put your gifts into play. Mostly for the kingdom that can go back and, to that and, <laughs> and one thing about one thing about false humility though is, and you you see it in uh churches more than anything and what you're doing and i've talked about this before is someone comes up to you and says steve that is a really nice shirt which it actually kind of is uh you're wearing and you and you say oh what this old thing you're denying that person the blessing. <laughs> they had the judgment. They thought that that was a really nice shirt. Just accept it. Say thank you. That you are accepting their blessing, and by saying thank you, you're blessing them for having the courage to acknowledge you and just say something kind. This the false humility. Like I, you know, people come up. Oh, they, hey, that's a nice shirt. Oh, what, this old thing? Okay, now you're calling that person's judgment in question. <laughs> and are they going to say that to somebody else? Are they going to interact? <laughs> Probably not. Well, once again, Robert, like you were saying, uh, ahead, uh, to, to uh, let's touch on that a little bit more. When you want and desire things, and like you said, for your family, that's not the same thing as I, I want Bill's car. God, I like Bill's car. Or Jesse's and, and girl. Yeah, or Jesse's good, yes. <laughs> Jesse's girl. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a big difference there. Robert, you're aiming at something, and I believe you're also including God in this, and you're saying, Lord, if it's your will, I would like to have this, and I would like to give my family the best I can get for them, right? There's a big difference between that and saying, oh boy, I want his boy, I, w I want his house, and you don't even discuss it with God. I think, I think that's where you start falling off the cliff is when you see something you want. And you, one of you just made a point about that. David said, I see Bathsheba and I want her. Mm -hmm. There was no thought about mm -hmm. it. I mean, and that's why we have to keep God in mind in every decision we made because every one of us, but if we're caught at the right time, can desire something that, desire something that can hurt us 
and catch us off guard because we all have these fleshy things. Just because we're Christian doesn't mean we don't have them. We have certain desires that can well up inside of us when mm-hmm. Satan presents it to us. And, and he made a good point. He says, submit yourselves into God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Mm-hmm. So the fact is these thoughts that, that want to distract you and take off course with the Lord mm-hmm. are from Satan. And folks, we did a video cast on that a couple of weeks ago. And mm-hmm. should be do come up in the next couple of weeks, I assume, Steve, right? And it's on the, the powers of darkness and Satan. And he puts things in your mind. We don't talk about that a lot. But so it's, it's very easy. That this is to yes. go from yes. I want to God wants me to have. Oh, and, 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 well, and, and yes. maybe that's a little bit what... And, that's, that's and that could be wrong, too. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I want to talk about two things because I want to come to that. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I want to come back to that. Yes, because that's I, I want to talk about the, Yeah, I, I God gave about me this, gift. and he doesn't yes. necessarily yeah. give it to well, you. Well, I, I want to talk about the gifts for a yeah. minute because there's a pride too that comes with the gifts, mm-hmm. and yeah. and part of that is if you are naturally gifted at something, you don't sometimes have to work for it, and and mm-hmm. this is something I'm 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 a teacher. I've been teaching for up in our youth department for. 20 years this year and I taught 15 years before that and other youth departments so it's something I can do I could literally walk up there every Sunday look and go oh we're doing whatever scripture open my Bible and teach on it is it a good lesson eh could it be better yeah if I put the work in and, and I think one of the challenges we have to keep us humble when we're when we are gift <laughs> and talking about our gifts is is recognize that we still have to hone and work on those gifts. And I think that that's part of Mike's comments about keeping God forefront in everything we're doing, because it, it, it sometimes it can be easy to do things. You know, Michael Jordan's a great example of this, because Michael Jordan, if he missed a free throw in a game, he would literally spend 500 shoot 500 free throws at the next practice. You know, he's like, he's the greatest player of all time. Sorry, LeBron, but he is. <laughs> no <laughs> argument for me. You know, but but he he knew he had to work at his craft. And I think that's a part of a pride from a man standpoint. The wealth, the wealth thing, yeah, well, let's talk about that because I – that has been a – bane of the gospel well let me rephrase that that has been a bane of evangelical christendom for at least the last 30 plus years um at one point we we sampled a song by lulu roman smith you know never-ending christmas list give me this give me that Mm -hmm. you know and and it's this attitude that if you're just following god and if you pray hard enough then the Lord will bless you and give you that new Mercedes that you're praying for. If you do it in faith. Yeah. You got to yeah. have faith, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a faith yeah. preacher, right? And, and yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, that's a bunch of bull malarkey. Plus, I think then it, then it creates a situation where I was talking about a, 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 a just a few minutes ago. If you do get that Mercedes, right, you know, ethically or not, let me stick it out there. You can rationalize. I prayed for it. It showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind yeah. that, you know, what you may have sacrificed. 
you know, what, what virtue, what, 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 what principles you may have sacrificed to do that, suddenly it becomes the end in its own way, the end fulfills the so-called the doctrine, yeah, or you want to yeah, call yeah. it the yeah. prophecy, or the, certainly the doctrine or the premise of gospel of love. Well, imagine this. Imagine that you're at the end of your life, and there's two different avenues that, that you could have lived. You could have lived as someone who was a braggart, who was prideful, but didn't necessarily do a lot. Or you can be a person who humbly went about his task and used the talents that the Lord had gifted him with. When you look back at your life, there's two things that you will see if you're just a humble, working person and you're diligent and you just keep at it. You'll look back on a track record of accomplishments, uh, experiences that you had, and people that you've met. If you were a braggart talking about things that you didn't even do, <laughs> you're looking back at stories that you can't even remember. And I think in this life, a lot of what the Lord tells us is to give us the opportunity to live a rich and rewarding life engaged with other people. It, it's engaged, but it's also, it's understanding that, it's, it's having the empathy to understand what's going on in life so that you can literally know what the other person is. One, one of the most frustrating things for me over the last two years has been watching certain groups of parents who have been screaming, oh my God, we have to leave it shut down and let our kids homeschool. And, and most of the parents I heard doing that, because I knew several of them, were parents whose kid had a laptop, kid had a desk, kid had super stable internet, kid had you know, a door they could shut. Oh, and by the way, his brothers and sisters had that exact same setup had a desk in their room with the laptop and stable internet and everything available. And and if you brought up, well, hey, you know, not every kid had, it doesn't matter because this is what we need to, no, you need to have some empathy because there was a story about one family, the three kids were sitting in front of the Taco Bell sharing one cell phone to do all their schoolwork. And you were, ha and it was, th there was a, part of the problem we're having in society right now is, there's a serious lack of empathy. And that serious lack of empathy comes from a point of pride. You know, it's, it's an understanding. It's not being willing to look at other people. And Jesus was all about empathy. Jesus would call out the bad woman at the well. You know, he has a long conversation with her. He has lots of empathy for her. Did he tell her at the end, oh, you just go do whatever you want? He said, no, go and sin no more. You know, it, it's one of those. He worked it out to where he understood, and that humbleness is reflected in that empathy that you have. Well, I don't have any empathy for you because I'm going to go to the second break. <laughs> <laughs> this is man of empathy without. We will be right back. 
Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, Podcast 244, stumbling around the topic of humility. And Mr. Steve Titch. Yeah, I want to pick up on what, what Robert's saying here because he's leading into uh, a section that we really should talk about, the last part of this reading. And, and the idea of submission comes up in, in conjunction with humility. And uh, also, given the way that that James wraps up this section or begins to finish this, this section talking about brothers and sisters do not slander one another, don't speak against each other. I wonder if what was going on in this little church, or we could call it a congregation, or what has, what has James concerned or angry is exactly what you're talking about. Certainly it sounds like there was perhaps arguments over or boasting about who is a better Christian. Uh, and he calls out the idea of sitting in judgment, um, which is ironic because too many people use the letter of James to uh, throw judgment around. But uh, he's, he's really speaking out against the idea of judging fellow Christians, and he makes an appeal to, uh, to brotherhood and, you know, let the lawgiver and judge of the universe be the judge here. Don't, don't take that role. But that's... And, and that's where I think the importance of submission as, a, as an idea and, and really looking at it, it's a submission, I'll, I'll throw it out. Do you know really what submission is and why it's different from obedience or obsequiousness? Tell us. Um, that version. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I was gonna. It's a choice. If I, uh, okay. I can force you to do so. I can, I can point a gun at you or, or say, you know, do this. Okay. Or you know, you're about to be a little softer. Do this, or you'll get fired. So you'll, you got to do it. Um, submission is is essentially acceding uh, to the judgment of a higher authority. Uh, I, I did not do the arthroscopic surgery on my shoulder because I, you know, I couldn't do it. I submitted to a surgeon because I knew he knew he was what he was doing and would be able to repair the tendon. Uh, likewise, I'm not going to be judge, jury, and executioner of my fellow Christians or in or convictor. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to leave that. I'm going to love my fellow Christians and unfellow Christians and forgive them and try to live my best to live in brotherhood with them. And that, I think, is the idea of, of submission. Not seeing oneself. I guess I have some notes because James here sees pride as the sin among the sins. Not seeing oneself as the center of the universe and certainly not putting oneself above God and above others. 
And he sees that as putting. No, no, yeah. It's great what you brought up. But I didn't write down that part. That's what I think <clears throat> submission is, which is a little different from yeah. being the, being the, being the, as you like to say, being meek, or yeah. being the connotation of meek, of being the guy in the corner. And I'm not going to do yeah. anything. Yeah. Well, the, I just want the connotation of it. Yeah. Does it mean something yes. different? We talked about. We're, we're going to go back last week. Go back yeah. Last week. I just want to throw in something before we get uh, too close to the end. <coughs> and this is something that I've seen <coughs> people. If you are funny, and I like to think that at times I am, you need to watch out who and when you use sarcasm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sarcasm is a great form of humor, but however, if people are not of equal wit, it turns to bitterness and hate quicker yes. than any other type of what is supposedly humorous interaction because you rarely have a level playing field on the wit of the people. So I'd be I'm gonna throw I, I wanted to make sure that I threw that out. <coughs> when I was a DJ and with there was thirty of us, we'd get together, the guys would start uh, throwing barbs and being sarcastic, and it would be funny for a while, but it would always turn out to be bitter. Someone yeah, would yeah. be offended um, by that, so you have to absolutely watch that. Well, he says, brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. If the commentaries say that means do not say false things about them like we, like yeah. we say today, slander. Yeah. But I, I, I go one a step further, and what I think is it, it's criticism, where you elevate yourself better than the other person. I thought you were headed for that. Yeah, See, that's yeah. why well, I was agreeing mm -hmm. with you. I liked what you brought up. Mm -hmm. um, do not do not elevate yourself so that your brother is lowered to a lower level. We are supposed to judge our brothers, but in love. And we have to be very careful with that. Well, like and, Steve and, said, and like Robert says, you have you have to do it with love. It, Jesus said specifically, if you're if your brother sins against you go to him in private and tell him and say look in love you said this wrong this is not correct it might even yeah, be but slander it's more fun to right. gossip about it you know rather than no, rather than saying that's when you're sinning that's when you go to gossip you know, yeah. you know, robert you kind of you i don't know if that's the right thing you're doing hey mike you see what robert's doing over there right he's on his, he's no i know it i know <laughs> it, it, but it, that's it, the management it, thing praise yeah. and public punish in private mm -hmm. that's oh. the that's the management uh, it, it, terms it's it's, go ahead, it's robert, that yeah. but it's also it's how you go about doing it it's it's you know if and this is something if you're a christian and you have say somebody's teaching wrong go to him privately and you do it you tell him some, how to you tell him specifically mm -hmm. what he needs to correct mm -hmm. you give him a time frame to correct it and you clear the plate if you need to clear the plate you know if you know robert's really going through some stuff he's having a hard time teaching mm -hmm. Why don't the two of you guys take the lesson for the next couple of weeks? You know, while he kind of figures this out. And then if he doesn't correct it, you get rid of it fast. And I, I think part of the problem is if we're in a church, we feel like, A, we shouldn't confront at all. No, confronting in love is the best thing to do for everybody as fast as you can. You know, fast communication is the best communication. So you sit down and you deal with it up front. And then at the same time, you come back in love. Like Mike says, 
this is one of the part part of the problem we've got in evangelical Christianity. If you disagree with somebody on, and I'm not talking about, is Jesus the Son of God who was raised from the dead? That is unequivocal theology. You come in and preach in my church and try to teach against that, I'm going to have a serious problem with you quickly. And I may try once to calm you down, but I'm going to get loud fast on that one. But, well, should we wear masks or not? You know, that became a theological discussion during the pandemic. Seriously? You it's know, a waste of time, and, yeah. And, and, I, 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 and it wasn't and it and it wasn't done nicely by a lot of people either at that yeah. point. I, I'm gonna knock on cheap for Micah table here. But our church is more or less about where we were pre pandemic attendance wise, I think. There. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're we're close at least. Yeah. Yeah. I know other churches that are still running less than 50%. Yeah. And part of the reason why is because people quit doing everything in love. And they and they did what you're talking about. They're judgmental and going after, and they're yeah. not doing that back end of it. Well, I think people aren't, aren't – they aren't staying in their lane. And let me give you an example of how I was humbled this week. My son had a blowout in his in his car. Uh, he also, with a with a flat tire, took out the radiator too at the same time. Are you kidding me? That was not a standard blowout, and I told him so. And yet, I still have to go and pay for it. And I went over to the repair shop and I looked at it, and the guy said, "Yeah." He hit something, it blew the tire, and it took out his radiator. So he was right, <laughs> and I was wrong, although I was, no, absolutely certain, yeah, I was absolutely certain when I told him in front of his mother and his sister, you have got to learn how to drive <laughs> because that was not your standard flat tire. But... I was not in my lane I, after I talked. And so I went and I apologized to him in front of the same group that I made the boastful statement that I know everything about cars and everything, and I don't. And I don't know the situation. And I think the big lesson as we get to the end of this particular podcast and one that I have learned, and it was recent, Stay in your lane, dude. Yeah, that that's really the one of the biggest things I think we're we, we fail to stay in our lane and we've when we do have to judge things, we're not judging theological things anymore. You know, we're wanting to judge and argue over well, we want to make ourselves behavioral. feel good about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're we're I'm more into you. yeah, <laughs> we're not we're more one to argue personality stuff. Mm-hmm. And we want to we want to prove our superior faith because mm-hmm. we're the good Christian that you know does all these things and it and it it, it it's nonsense mm-hmm. it really is and it's created way more problems in the church there there is an entire generation of kids who we are losing because partially I'll be the first to admit we looked at it for years and said hey. They'll drift when they're in college, but they'll come back. Guess what we're finding out? This they're group not. Right now, they're not coming back. They're not coming back. And that, 
you know, that's on us. Yeah, it's funny that you brought that up because my kids just moved out, so I got a healthy pay raise, except for the car damage. Uh, and uh, and and I, they are my window into millennials, and so I talked with them about it, and they were the only kids that uh, that I knew, and they told me nobody else, none of our friends, go to church. Okay. Now they've only been out for this is the second month before they were both religiously watching the streaming and now they're starting to fade away from the streaming because it they they told me it's not interactive enough and then I said well why don't you get up and then go to a church they go well it's my only day off and so now they're 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 in that drift away yep. and they haven't felt the tug yet of the Lord on their life yet. That and, and, and just time. to be clear, Bill's daughter has been out of college two or three years now, Bill? Two oh, years? no, 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 no. Uh, Na- uh, a year. A year. Uh, a year yeah. And Andrew is close to finishing. Close so, to finish. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're, they're at the point they should be. They're at the point where we would assume before they would want to be coming back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is way off topic, so I'm going to just mention it as an idea for another podcast. Uh, you gotta, you gotta give them a reason to come back. No, we do. Um, and and I think I think that's that's what we're missing. But I I, I digress. Well, I it, it's the uh, spoke in the wheel, <coughs> and the spoke works for us, but that wheel is turning, and th- there is going to be a time when our attitude and our participation. Our participation will be non-existent, and our attitude will no longer matter. And so <laughs> it's gonna, it is going to be left to the next generation, and, and they're going to pick what they thought were the important exactly lessons right. what you that, we, yeah. that we talked about, <coughs> that we taught them. Like, uh, for example, uh, growing up on the farm, um, you had to be resilient. You had to be resourceful. And you had to be willing to work your butt off regardless of what time it is. My, those are lessons my kids are not going to learn because they did not have the same thing. But there are other lessons that they have learned that I haven't learned. And one of them is, is to adapt. Mm-hmm. I am, ter- especially at this point in my life, I'm terrible at adapting to new things i'm my bones are brittle i'm old it's 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 just not me it's not comfortable and but our kids that are the next generation of christians they're going to pick out from the lessons that were important to us what will be important to them Absolutely. and with that we're coming down to the end and want to get uh, some last minute uh takeaways and applications on being humble and some people around texas say humble but i use the h it's humble to me and uh can start with michael cropper being humble yes you betcha (laughs) (laughs) folks here's some points just some uh, takeaways that we get uh we we've seen the lesson we've talked about uh so I'm just go down naming uh, several points I, I liked, and I hope you'll these will stick with you also. Uh, 
do not slander one another. And, and, and when I say that, this is a, criti a criticism from the heart that is aimed at hurting the other person and elevating yourself. You may, if some, someone does something wrong and it's really wrong, you can tell them, but do it in love. Uh, there's a difference between that and you criticizing somebody in order to make yourself above them. World, worldly criticism which elevates you above the other person is the type of thing I'm talking about that we would say is a sin. Matthew 7, 1 says, Judge not that you be not judged. This does not say you cannot judge. It says be careful how you judge. For instance, a woman caught in adultery was told she was caught in adultery, but Jesus, like you said, said go and stop sinning. Uh, so judge with the purpose of bringing someone closer to God. If you're going to tell them that they're doing something wrong, do it with an attitude that you're trying to bring them close to God. Make sure that you're living a righteous life before you correct your brother. Also, get the, the, what the, the log out of your own eye before you tell them about the speck in their eye. I'll move. Um, anyway, let me go to another part here. Here's a recap of various points also that we read. Verse 1, fighting and quarreling come from desires fighting within you. We have conflict within us as we seek for things we do not have. The desires can be overwhelming. And David, and one of you brought up David and Bathsheba, which is mine, uh, my notes here, and Amnon and Tamar, the same thing. The desires can be overwhelming, so folks, don't let it, don't ever let it come to that point. Once you stare at a situation like that, turn your head. If you have lust for a woman, and uh, it can turn into adultery if you stare and think too long about it. Anyway, it may not sound like it, but today's scriptures and everything we've talked about focus is about wisdom, and it's wisdom to get us in line. James gives us a simple and profound advice. Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, because he places these things in your mind, and he will flee from you. So if you have not been serving God, James further states, come near to God. He will come near to you. He also says, wash your hands, purify your hearts. That means re repent and turn from your sin, folks. And he says, grieve, mourn, and wail for the sin you committed. We didn't really talk about that, folks. But I've been guilty of saying, oh, I'm sorry I did that, Lord, and went on and did right back, <laughs> dove right back into the world without really truly saying I'm sorry to the Lord, to the Holy Spirit. So he says, humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Anyway, uh, remember, I have a lot more, but remember, Satan will put the desires in your mind, folks. It's up to you to resist them. And then finally, folks, what is your motive for what you're doing? Bill? Professor. So, quick story. I am probably in the best place I've been professionally in well over two and a half years. Great night last night. Everything at my new job is humming along. Got up this morning, drove to the office. I was telling Steve beforehand. Walked to the elevator. We are in a public uh, town square is where my office building is. I can't even go up the elevator without my badge. Um. Went down and grabbed my belt and went, oh, badge was at my house, 13 miles away. 13 miles, 30 minutes, by the way, at traffic. Yeah, yeah. Went back home, grabbed my badge, got back to the office, parked <laughs> my truck. On Wednesdays, I carried two backpacks that looked very similar. Um, one backpack is work, laptop, the whole nine yards. The second backpack is my man up bag or my church bag. 
And so grabbed my backpack, went down from the fifth floor, across the parking garage, up to the fifth floor, got to my office, threw my backpack in the chair, took some stuff out, grabbed my backpack, opened it up, and looked at it and went, wrong backpack. <laughs> did, you think of the, did you think a dirty thought? Potentially. So we're all normal. But this is my point. Things happen to keep you humble. When we get into our pride, yeah. it's easy to get tripped up and not pay attention. You know, I think it's time you have to rem- you have to have that constant focus on the Lord. If you are going to stay humble in everything you're doing, as James is talking about, you know, and and it's easy to lose that humility when things are going really well. And sometimes you need, you know, to forget your badge and forget your backpack <laughs> before to, to remind yourself to be humble a little bit. Excellent. Uh, Producer Steve Titch, and it's great having you here, my man. Um, it's great to be back. And so, yeah, a few things um, about practical actions to keep, you know, to keep yourself humble or to keep pride from getting a hold of you. To add on to what, what Robert's saying here is, you know, bad things happen. One thing to remember is that what, whatever happens badly, you're not the first person in the world to get a raw deal. You work for something, you don't get the job, you don't get the promotion, or you, 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 somebody, somebody screws you out of something, and you might be mad about it, it might be wrong, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not some, you're not the first person it's happened to. It happens all the time. You're not the first person to wait on hold for 30 minutes and get disconnected. You're not that important. <laughs> it happens to everybody. And so going around, and you, you can have the attitude of thinking you're more important for this to happen. All you're going to do is you know, get yourself stressed out. You can do what Robert did. You might say a curse word, but can kind of laugh about it. You know, look at me. He's already kind of in a good mood about yeah, that. I, I, I had a good <laughs> laugh at myself. You uh-huh. know, so, so, so there's that. And, and, uh, and as mm-hmm. I've mentioned, and submission, submission is, is, is a choice. It's a, it's a choice. And it's um, where, you, where you are decide to be guided by genuine, by the genuine desire to follow instructions, by someone, or in this case, in, in 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 this case, God, who you acknowledge as being much much greater than yourself, and and really everyone should humble himself before humble him or him or herself before God. There's no, you know, that that's that's really <laughs> by definition you have to. I, again, be careful. We talked about. That doesn't mean you have to humble yourself through everyone, by everyone, but it's it's a position that in many ways yields greater satisfaction because you're still you're still in control. You're still it's still a choice. This has been a great discussion on <coughs> humility and I just wanted to um, uh, throw in one point and I and I know I'm a little bit different from the rest of the guys. I think pride is good. I think pride is good in the fact that it will uh, it will get you up in the morning. It will get you to work. It will it will make you do a good job. Um, however, when you add emotion with pride, 
you're starting to get in a danger zone if the emotion is unchecked. And I just want to bring up uh, uh, something real quick. I, I saw a story as I was doing uh, show prep. Um, a guy, uh, he was disrespected. And so he went home and he got a gun and he shot the person who disrespected him, killed him and injured the uh, his girlfriend of the person that disrespected him. Uh, he was sentenced to 50 years in prison. He was 15 years old. Emotions can ride in the car with you, but don't let them drive. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. And so on behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, who is back, Michael Cropper, Robert Koshu. My name is Bill Cox. Our half-hour TV show, No Church Answer, is airing on WYGA if you happen to be in Atlanta. Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. It's also available 24-7 on demand at PreachTheWordNetworkTV.com and on the Man-UpSpiritualOasis.com YouTube channel. So our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So please rate our podcast and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page, which is man-upspiritualoasis.com, and post it there. If you are still unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist streaming service on Facebook, YouTube, sugarlandbaptist.org, and start Saturday, uh, Sundays at 945. And when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. And why local? So you'll go and participate. And find a small group, Adult Bible Fellowship, ABF, or Sunday School class that you can join for small group discussions like this. And find one that is men only. If there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.